0: Hello and welcome to the Heritage Man series here on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Kojo Boate. My guest today is Kweku Dako Ankara, affiliate at the Institute of African Studies at the University of Ghana, Legon. The last time he was on the show, we talked about why Ghana is called Ghana. And we also talked about why the name Gold Coast was given to the landmass that the Europeans landed uh, on when they came here in the early ages. And he gave us the reasons for those and then the reason why Ghana is called Ghana. So if you've read about the Mali Empire, the Songhai Empire, and the Ghana Empire, we chose the name Ghana because our forebears traced um, their roots to the Ghana Empire, especially the Khan um, majority then so they felt that we have to do away with the british imposition of a name called uh, uh, a name uh, known as gold coast uh, to a name that really defines us as a people ghana so that was the conversation we had the last time i was on the show now today we are talking about the west african connection so the west african connection and we may delve a bit into the african connection we say that the independence of ghana is meaningless unless it leads to the total liberation of the african continent that was what Osagefo dr Kwame kuma said but how did we arrive at that particular statement was it because of some inspiration that he got was it because of some help that we got and what was the role of our neighbors in our independent story and how has it contributed to the modern makeup of what you know as ghana the republic that you so love Kuku, welcome back yeah. to the heritage month thank you so ghana independence 1957 ghana should lead to the liberation of the african continent ghana the black star of africa as as, as um it's known worldwide ghana the hope of a continent, we gained independence. Great struggle, but what were some of the external influences aside our own internal nationalism push that got us here? Yeah,
1: so if you if you study Ghana, one of the areas that has not been critically examined is the role of other Africans in Ghana's drive towards independence. How have other African countries or the black diasporans Come in to you know, came in to support you know Ghana's independence. That is one area that, uh, if we look critically at, we realize that majority of the support for Ghana's independence from the earliest time. Came from the West African countries. That notwithstanding, there were some people who also came from the diaspora. For example, when we, we go back to uh, someone like George Christian, his uh, book was recently launched by uh, in granddaughter. Okay, about uh, his role and activities in Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. This is a man who became a lawyer, defended a famous case in Kumasi. Where the, uh, a British doctor who, who uh, was accused of committing a murder and he needed to be, you know, uh, be hanged, he defended him seriously. That is Mr. George Christian. George Christian was a member of uh, Gold Coast Legislative Council representing Sekondi Takoradi. He took over from um, J. E. K. C. Hayford. Mm-hmm. From when J. E. K. C. Hayford died in 1930, he took over the seat representing Sekondi Takoradi as their legislative council member. He went on to become uh, uh, the counselor general for uh, Liberia and so on. So this uh, this, for example, he is coming from uh, Diaspora okay, from the Trinidad and Tobago to this country. Now the The question is, how has the West Africa in general contributes towards Ghana's independence? If we look back at the uh, political landscape or Gold Coast in general from the 1870s when the British took over, what they intended when they opened the system, because at that time, not many gold coasters have had a lot of education that can fill the job opportunities within the civil service. Mm-hmm. In the area of medicine, yeah. in the area of uh, law, in the area of accounting. accounting and so on. So they needed other brains to come in. So the identity then. Was so fluid that people can move from one place to the other. And mind you, prior to even that, during wars, the British have relied on the Hausa Fulani warriors. Mm-hmm. They have brought them in to wage wars. So we see them in the Battle of 1826, where the British brought in the Hausa Fulani. Uh, soldiers to come and fight during that war at Akatamansu. Mm-hmm. Okay? We also saw the Shebron warriors from uh Salaryon, which were also brought from that warrior, war-like uh, ethnic group in Salaryon, the Shebrons. So all of them came in, and from there on, they also came to stay in Ghana and became part of it. For the houses we know, when they came, they set, some settled at Kumase, some settled at Cape Coast, and some settled at Accra. And there are a lot of works that has been done so wherever you find zongos in ghana these were remnants of people who came to join the gold coast
0: Constabulary, mm-hmm. the Hausa soldiers are you talking about gold co- um um, um, um zongos generally all over the country <laughs> yeah zongos um maybe along the original gold coast i'm area. talking about the evolution of the Zongos. The okay. Zongos itself
1: start, was started by these Hausa full of migrants.
0: So a Zongo means a place for visitors or settlers, right? It is for the settlers. Okay. So they came and they settled in these communities
1: f- to... Because they have come here, they've worked for the government and they need to be resettled mm-hmm. and they settled in this community so that they can keep their unique identity intact. Okay. As people. And mind you, they had a different religion which was quite different from what other Ghanaians who were christians they were muhammadans or muslims so they have to stay in a place where they can keep their religion and also go about their daily lives so we have even those house of fulani groups who came in to stay and they are they are family members we see them in the run-up to ghana's independence okay participating in the elections in ghana so you have a chief balogun for example you have a ahmedu baba okay Uh, otman ladin and all of them forming what is called the muslim association party The Muslim Association Party was also one of the parties that contested in 1954-1956 elections. And they had a man called who was their presidential candidate for those elections. And that party was strictly, authentically a uh, Zongo-driven party. Mm-hmm. And they also had stake to ensure that Ghana gets independence. Because they had a, a Yes, 20. very good. So that is the Hausa fulani mm-hmm. angle that we can talk about in terms of how they also contributed towards Ghana's independence drive. Mm-hmm. In terms of development, the open schools, some of they open schools, they open some businesses. In fact, big, big businesses were owned by these allergies. Uh-huh. Some went to cola trading, okay, imported long distance trade here and there between Ghana, and they brought a lot of cash into the country mm. to actually help the local economy. That's for the Hausa Fulanis who came in and they go back. To 1820s Okay When they came in And they have started And contributed Financially They have contributed Economically And they have contributed Politically Which we see In their Formation of their party uh, Muslim Association Party Map Mm. Okay So that is for them The other West Africans We can talk about Is the Nigerians Mm -hmm. The Nigerians Especially the Yoruba group the Yoruba group normally came in as uh, intellectuals. So you have uh, one savage who was a woman who also came in as far b- one of the first women to partry, uh, practice in Ghana. Was was a, was a, how do you call it, a uh, Yoruba woman called savage. So the savage people you know in Ghana traces their roots through this woman and his parents okay the savage
0: so, and they, so some of the settlers once they settled or some of the people once they came in to do their work or help they they found comfort here they, yes. some of them settled um and they, they they gave birth they had families and their their, their family lines mm-hmm. have remained in ghana and have become Ghanaian.
1: yes that's okay. what i'm trying to say so another family for example we're talking about smiths Smith was a William Smith senior Who came in to practice as a lawyer and a judge Then his son William Smith Jr. also went to school William Smith married a woman from Anamabo. And then they had a a, a son called William Smith Jr. Mm -hmm. William Smith Jr. also became a judge And he even became a puny judge And at one time as an acting chief justice of the Gold Coast I see Back in the day, so William Smith Jr. married a Ghanian. The son, but where did um, where did
0: William Smith come from?
1: His father, William Smith, originally is a Leonian I see. Who came here as a settler, married a Ghanian, and then the son also settled here in Ghana. Although he died in London, he had a lot of children. One of the children was uh, Frances Wright, ever Frances Wright, who became the first woman to become a lawyer in West Africa I and practice in Sierra Leone. Uh, one of the daughters was Wilhelmina Smith. Wilhelmina Smith married a man called um, Francis Short. And the son is just the same short we know today. You see? So you see how the Salonian connection, how they get you
0: and then increase so so justice emil shots former Sharaj boss um and in modern times the chair of the Iowa west Wagon uh commission he can trace his ancestry way back into sierra leone into sierra because leone. of all these linkages you've given us interesting
1: yes. ghanian sierra leone fanti sierra leone and that Angle. I see.
0: So then you can also we can also talk about
1: a man called BJ da Rocha who, who used to be with the MPP. the da yeah. da are returning Brazilians in Nigeria, and one one of their their leader uh, their uh, their head was a man called Candida da Rocha. Candida da Rocha was uh, in Nigerian history is the first modern millionaire in Nigeria.
0: Do you mean billionaire or millionaire? that
1: time we don't talk about billionaire. Yeah. Billionaire is uh, you know post-modernist. <laughs> so what it is is that um, um, candidate Roches' brother mm-hmm. moved from Nigeria came to settle in Ghana and he, one of his Grandchildren is BJ Darocha. We know who used to be the former chairman of MPP. Mm. Okay. So the Darroches the also trace the, the, the their roots to Jerubaland in Nigeria, Elisha. That's where they come from. So they also contributors towards national development. I
0: hear the people of Elisha like Fufu pounded the arm, just like we pound uh afasia in the B and in the Ashanti region. Is that true?
1: Yeah, because they also like... Uh, they, they, but they use yam.
0: They use yam. They use you yam. You know, there's 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 a the water yam, um, which I remember eating a lot when I was growing up. Um, we would go to the BA for holidays, and uh, my uncle's wife would pound fufu with the <laughs> water yam. That fufu, if you swallowed and it landed into your stomach, it's like you have swallowed a stone. <laughs> <laughs> so BJ uh, Darocha traces... Um, his ancestry to Elisha if I can put it that way to Elisha yeah in Yoruba land in Nigeria yeah so the righteous in Ghana in general I see
1: all the, the roaches mm. the richer family interesting linkage even though
0: they came to settle in Cape
1: Coast then the, a man called there was also the Buckner families We mm-hmm. lived Charles Coffee Buckner the actor yeah the actor and his brother the banker Jude Buckner mm-hmm. Their father, their grandfather, great grandfather, also was a Yoruba mm-hmm. who also came to Ghana. And his son, okay, AJE Buckner was um, uh, one of the core members of the Aborigines' Right Protection Society. In 1922, he was one of the people with Kobina Sechi and Aku Kosa who went to to England to fight against the the, the enactment of the Native Administration Ordinance, Mm -hmm. which gives powers to the chiefs that the educated elites need to be given opportunity to rule the country and not the chief, he made a lot of argument. In fact, in 1927, when they were looking for a candidate to contest for the Cape Coast um, Legislative Council election, A.J.E. Buckman brought himself, and one of the things they used against him was that he was not native enough. Mm. That it means he was coming from... uh, One of his parents was a gold coaster from Elmina, and the other was coming from
0: nigeria so all these so people, the, even though they were originally not pure Ghanaians, if i should put it that way even though we are referring to gold coast they saw themselves as such because of their um, um of, of 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 the fact that a parent was Ghanaian or a gold coaster and because of the fact that they lived here they worked here so they believed in our struggles
1: yeah because identity is a fluid thing. Mm-hmm. When you go into a country and you marry an indigen, even going back to the period of slave trade, kinship ties is very critical to an African. Mm-hmm. So much that in the past, if you are a slave and you marry a freeborn, automatically the children that you bear with the children become freeborns. is quite different from what happened in the transatlantic slave trade, okay, or in the transatlantic world where if you are a slave and you marry a freeborn, your children will still continue to be what? Slaves. And you yourself a slave. In Ghana, through marriages, it can easily cut that differentiation and make you a freeborn. So we see it that when people came to Gold Coast and they marry, they make here their home and they lived here in totality. So that is how we see it. For example, J... Bright Davis. Mm-hmm. You know people call Brights and Davis. They also traces their ancestors to Sierra Leone.
0: We have a colleague at City who is called Edina uh, is it Edina Bright Davis? Yes.
1: Yes. Edina they also trace from the man who came here first in 1850 was Joseph Bright Davis. And he stayed in Accra. So that's why most Davis are found in Accra The Brides are found in Accra Because they stay around the coast there mm-hmm. And he became a, one of the leading members of the Accra Society And he was at one time editing Gold Coast Independent newspaper And so all his children, they all remain in Gold Coast And they are the Brides and the Davis we know in Ghana today They are Their roots is of Salil Union We can also talk about Akela Pasoya hmm Professor Akela Pasoya. His great-grandfather was Akela Pasoya himself, was also a Salonian, okay, with Yoruba roots who also came here and settled in Ghana and even became a member of Gold Coast Legislative Assembly, a, a legislative council. He joined a rate, payers association, a rate Payers Association, which was a political vehicle, which was founded by Dr. F. V. Nanka Bruce mm-hmm. in Accra here, contesting elections. And Akila Pasoya was a core member of that organa- a, a political group. And he was a lawyer who contributed immensely towards national
0: development so the the communities or the society in the gold coast era from your explanations and the history you are giving me uh, can i conclude that they were very very inclusive societies very,
1: inclusive society, much more than we have today. Because today, people are ready to say, this one don't come from here. We can't allow this person to contest in an election, and so on. During those times, that um, was not there. And I shared this idea with uh, Professor Kwekwasari, aka Kwekwasan. He made this argument, and I shared with him that if you look at our Colonial Gold Coast Society. It was so inclusive that people can stay in Ghana, go back to their hometown, do elections there, uh, their home countries, do uh, political activities there and come back here. For example, there was a man called Francis Dove a.k.a. Franz Dove. That was a person who uh, who was a, a, a lawyer in Gold Coast. He uh, defended uh, Dr. Enam Jazikiwe and I.T. Willis Johnson when uh, Azikiwe wrote his famous article, "Has African a God?" Mm-hmm. And then he was uh, charged for sedition, okay, and contempt. It was Franz Dove who actually defended him and and the, the newspaper. This Franz Dove's daughter is Mabel. Mebe Dav was in Ghana here, educated herself in Sierra Leone, went to England, came back to Ghana and became a newspaper columnist. Wrote in the Gold Coast newspapers under several pen names. Contributing towards development of women activism in Gold Coast. Fighting for the rights of women. So when we talk about championing the rights of women, the feminism, one of the people who started was Maja whose original name was Maival Dave. Her pen name was Major, Major Remainsa. So he even got married to uh, JB Dankwa until the divorce in 1941. So this woman, he will leave Ghana and go to... Um, Sarah Leone go and fight for the rights of woman there. until 1954 when he came back and contested election in CPP in 1954 election and won the Gansal seats I see. I guess no less a person than Niamah Olenu, Justice wow. Niyama Olenu, he won uh, him in that election to become the first woman parliamentarian in Ghana and the first woman to enter legislative council in the entire
0: Africa. And this person wasn't 100% Ghanaian or Gold Coaster. Yes, she was Sierra Leonean. It was a Sierra But because the society then was very very inclusive, she could still play her role in governance and the independent struggle
1: absolutely amazing story.
0: we can also talk about a man like
1: africanus bill bill Hutton. he is a man who was a medical doctor he came to gold coast around the 1860s as a medical doctor and was helping people he wrote a lot of work and letters about the improvement of the Gold Coasters. When they founded the Fante Confederation, he was a consultant to the Fante Confederation and made a huge contribution towards the Fante Confederation. He was the first person to apparently dis, uh, 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 ask for a, university, a creation of a university in the Gold Coast and in West Africa. african was Bill Hatton. Mm-hmm. If you remember when we had the interview, yes, a conversation uh,
0: about the foundation, the found, the, the founding of the University of Ghana, the Niger Connection, and all those things. Yes.
1: So this man was here, created a mining concession companies, created a bank. He ha- he had created a bank which he has a branches in the Gambia, Ghana, and Sierra Leone. And he made Ghana the headquarters. Unfortunately, two years after form- forming the bank, he died. That is the... Other than that, we would have had the first indigenous bank, which would have been owned by uh, Hatton in Ghana.
0: What was the name of the bank? Do we know?
1: The the bank's name has escaped me a little bit. Mm. So So he did all those jobs Mm. right here in the Gold Coast. And he's not a Gold Coaster. I see. But the society opened its doors for him. And he could even work with a political organization like the Fante Confederation. And it went on. How do we do that now with our entire relationship with other West Africans within within this country? How are we now relating? Because some of them had contributed into our national development If you look at CPP, we have someone like Lady Nylander. (laughs) His father is C.T. Nylander, who was also a CPP member of parliament. Okay? And he also is a
0: Sierra Leonean. So the Sierra Leoneans and the Nigerians played a key role. Because most of the examples you've given us are from Sierra Leone and Nigeria.
1: Yes. Most of them are from there. So these two countries, their role in Ghana cannot be you know something that should be understood do, do,
0: do we know what made the Sierra Leoneans and the nigerians um more prominent then was it because of of, of of the fact that probably they got better education was it that they were richer and they got more exposed and they traveled more what what made them that um, notifiable in, in 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 our society then the, the
1: truth is that um, the Salonians had opportunity of uh, early education than the Gold Coast mm. the Leon- uh, the church missionary society CMS by the Anglican Church and other uh, churches were already in Sierra Leone and they were providing education. So, as far back Saloonians have had more of their people enrolling in schools. Mm-hmm. So, when the British took over, the opportunity for uh, for Jobs were there for these people Who have already had education To come in and fill the spaces Mm -hmm. Spaces that Ghanaians Have not already come in For example In terms of uh, uh, um, How do you call it In the area of medicine The medical doctors That first came to Gold Coast They were all Salonians, Okay so you have the Dr. Coles, you have Africanos Hatton himself, and you have the Acemon. Okay, Pharrell Eastmon. Mm-hmm. He came in and now the Acemon are Ghanaians. Yeah. He, that, that's uh, Aismon, the famous surgeon. His great grandfather was Pharrell Aismon who came here as the chief medical officer for the Gold Coast back in the day. The first Ghanaian was Dr. B.W. kote okay? Who was a guy? The
0: first Ghanaian surgeon? A, uh, the medical
1: doctor, medical the first Ghanaian to, 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 mm. to train as a medical doctor. Dr. Ni B.W. Kote-Papafil, okay? He, he he was there before the second person was G.E. junior brother, mm-hmm. Ernest Hefford. Uh, Ernest After Ernest Hefford, then you have F.V. Nanka Bruce. As the third medical doctor, who is who are all gold coasters and uh, lawyers came in, the first professionally trained medical doctor, uh, lawyer, we're talking about John Mesa Sabah and all that. So, the Nigerians were here, the uh, Sierra unions were here. We talk about the Grant family, we all know about uh, a particular name called Sapara Grant. Mm-hmm. Sapara Grant, the one who make the name Sapara Grant, was one doctor called. Oguntele Sapara Oguntele Sapara Was the Junior brother Of the first medic, uh, Lawyer in Nigeria Called uh, Dr. Williams Williams' junior brother Was Oguntele Sapara Williams He came to Ghana To practice His medicine mm-hmm. And then he married Into the Grant family Okay And that is how come We have the name Oguntele Sapara Grant So the, That man His root The Sapara Grant Roots Apart from the grants who were uh, who was a, a, a white who came to Gold Coast and married a fancy woman from Anmabue and Obidan. That is uh, Francis Chapman forgetting Grant's roots. One of her daughters also got married to Oguntela Sapara. Mm-hmm. And so the Oguntela Sapara group is the Sapara grant we have in Ghana. And then we we, we we've learned a lot from our West African neighbors mm-hmm. in terms of trade, uh, petty trading. You could see that the Makwala system, the Makwala market, if you look at 1960, uh, the alien compliance order. Mm-hmm one of the people that is affected most were the Nigerian population
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they were into the informal sector. Mm-hmm. Most Ghanaians at that time didn't even like the informal sector trading. The idea of a blue color job, okay, dressing and being in the office and what have you, used to be our fan. Ghanaians don't used to do even the ordinary job that they like sweeping, okay, dealing with issue of nine soil carrier. Ghanaians don't do it. like Used to come in and do those kind of jobs so that in our local community they call people that you are Kruya, it means someone who carries the nice soil. Mm -hmm. These jobs, Ghanaians they found it even demeaning so. Other West African nationals had to come in and do all these kind of jobs. So the contribution of the other West Africans in our social life, in our economic life, in our political life, it, it, it goes back. And the contribution is not something that we can just throw aside
0: they've
1: played a meaningful role in our country from its inception to where we are today and they still continue to contribute
0: great stuff it's been great having you Kweku on the heritage month my name is Kojo Boating Nana Kojo Boating Um, you just heard me talking having a great uh, lovely chat with Kweku Dakwankra understanding the West African connection in Ghana Thank you once again, Kweku. Hope to have you uh, back soon, so we talk about other topics.